This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Best and brightest. Remember the Friday edition? Well, we're going to try to have one. We're going to have one, one way or the other. But we're going to have one, or try to, in the old school way. That is to say, we might. We could. It's possible. It's conceivable. It's not implausible. It's not impossible. It's not unusual that we could mention someone other, something other than Trump. Excelsior. Welcome back, partners, <coughs> pardon me, my radio family, my friends. We are the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin. You're the best and brightest. one 888 And if it sounds like I'm full of P&V, I am. one 888 I think I'm full of what the famous pop psychologist Jay Severin called for the first time here right now, uh, anticipatory adrenaline. Now, what did Dr. Severin mean by anticipatory adrenaline? I mean that if a human being is confronted with the fight or flight circumstance, one either fights or flees or gets them. And today I'm anticipating And, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, department. I was thinking that you might enjoy, we together might enjoy, an item on Friday which is filled with politics, but not politics. I mean, is is replete with politics, though not technically political. You know, maybe cultural. You know, you know, you know, we don't do issues. Really, I mean, you know, you know, we do the news. This is the Jaily News. This is an American tragic comedy daily in two acts. Act one. I just thought you might, we might together enjoy a little bit of something fully charged and loaded, but which doesn't say Trump. And and we will mention Trump throughout the show. In fact, I will probably start by violating my own proposition here. Because you can't, you know, we have to play the hits, right? We have to play the hits. That's it. One must play the hits. Trump is the hits. He makes the campaign the hits. The same reason that people all over the country are saying, why doesn't CNN cover Trump more? Why doesn't Fox cover him enough, or vice versa, or whatever? Comes right down to our show. Same question, same reasons, same dynamics. Trump makes news. Other candidates don't. Thus, Trump is the news. Other candidates aren't. Thus, shows that deal with news deal with Trump. 
more regularly than non-news items, i.e. items other than Trump. So I've already violated the no Trump utterance. But my anticipatory adrenaline, back to my unpublished PhD thesis here, my anticipatory adrenaline is because as much or more than politics, these other issues are going to, I think, not make me more popular because they involve things like gender. And it used to be that gender was not on that list of things that cultivated people out of courtesy, dared not discuss at dinner with a family other than their own, and and had to tread lightly even were the family their own. And the classic list is what? Sex, politics. What do you not discuss? Oh, sex, politics, and religion, right? We all grew up with that. Most of us grew up with that. Sex, politics, religion. You don't go to someone else's home and discuss that. It just, it's, it's not appropriate dinner conversation or in other people's houses conversation. Unless maybe they're your best friends and even then I think the rule, you know, has still been believed widely to, to pertain. But it doesn't here. And I anticipate that my expression of opinion on uh, one or more of these is going to make me at least temporarily unpopular because gender now must sort of be added to the list of sex, politics, and religion because gender has become a religion. Gender is gender is gender. If you're over whatever, if you're over 35 or 40, if you're younger than that, gender is a religion. As a matter of fact, gender is a far more sensitive, a far more, uh, a far more theologian-like topic than theology has ever been. So I've got that anticipatory adrenaline of being attacked, but that's okay. That would be entertaining, right? And I'm just after, I'm not after getting picked on as a device. I'd rather not get picked on, thank you. I'd rather you like me. I've never done or said anything to be liked, which is turns out pretty well because I'm not widely liked. I, I At least I spared myself the, the trouble. So I, I would never do or say anything differently to be liked or otherwise, but I'd rather be liked. Wouldn't, wouldn't everyone? I would. I'd rather be liked, given the choice. But, of course, I'd rather be right. I'd far rather be right than be liked. And I made that choice a long time ago. Cue the banjo music. one 888 right, this is a crossroads right now. And I feel that notwithstanding my strong allure toward the uh, non-political political I have to use the couple of minutes before the first break to play the hits. And then I will then I will serve us some sorbet, as it were, to cleanse our palates between courses. And we'll see. You know how we'll know whether we like it? It will know because in in the fifteen minutes or so, 
following the first break. I will either get calls or I won't. Or maybe the next 15 minutes. That's right, because I'm going to have to actually say these things once I, I come back to it. So, you know, within 20, 25 minutes, I'll, get, I'll be getting calls from you at one 3393 on these other matters, or I won't. And I'll see the tweets. I'll either get them via at J-A-Y underscore Severin. I'm going to get them or I'm not. If I'm not, I'm going to take that as a signal that you just don't care about those things and I should keep playing the hits, so to speak. All right, because I recognize you can't not mention Trump and I've got about two minutes, maybe three here if I stretch it and make Sebastian very very cross with me, uh, let me start by saying, are you clear on my position on Trump? Now, why would you care? It sounds like a very egotistical question. I don't mean it that way, quite. I just mean that if you're going to judge me at all or think of me as having a position about Trump, if you don't, you don't. It's okay. I'm sure your day will go fine without thinking about me. But if you think you know where I stand on Trump, I'll bet more than half of you are wrong. I mean, maybe I'm uh, tempted to say this because I hear these excoriating calls to other shows around the country, and they're all saying all of the hosts hate Trump, and I'm sick of it, and I'm not going to listen anymore because they hate Trump. And uh, it got me wondering, does my audience, do my partners know where I stand on Trump? Look, it's not important to you, I don't think, that you know. It's kind of important to me, though, and if we don't care about it at all, fine. But if you're if you think you know where I stand on Trump, then at some point I hope you'll ask me, or I'm going to make up an excuse to tell you, because I believe I'm maybe misunderstood on this. However, that having been said, my last tweet last night said this. Uh, it said, I cannot explain other than massive family inheritance, Trump's business success. That said, I've never in public life heard a stupider human being, end quote. Uh, that's what I said. That's what I say, because obviously he has some talent and IQ to turn his paltry $170 million from his father into a lot more, uh, allegedly. So I, I can't ignore that fact. I don't. At the same time, there are certain measures, certain skill sets for certain jobs. And when it comes to running to be president of the United States in that context and any other, other than real estate, frankly, but anyone in public life, look, I said what I meant, in public life, on television, talking about issues or on radio or anywhere else, talking about any issues of the country and the moment and of mankind and of politics, I have never heard 
a stupider human being. Trump supporters, I haven't been hearing from you. I hope that's not because you think I cannot, will not, do not wish to discuss this criticism intelligently. I am not the stupidest person. Maybe I'm the second stupidest. But the stupidest is the word I said I wouldn't say yet. Trump! Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to the show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Blaze, the self-same Blaze Radio Network. one 888 one Look, This is all a contract to me. Everything, life is a contract. Really, love is a contract when you think about it. It's an ugly way to say it, but life is a contract. Life is quid pro quo. If I went to school, if I paid tuition, and and I never did, by the way. You know why? Because my loving parents paid tuition. They should have beat me with a stick and told me to get a job. But instead, they paid tuition at a private school for me. And so I didn't, naturally, I was completely unappreciative of that fact at the time. I was oblivious. Uh, I loved them, but I was oblivious as to the nature and magnitude of what my gratitude ought to be under the circumstances. But had I been grateful and not an insufferable little bastard. Had I gone to school and one of my professors stood up and had spoken on any topic, academic, like Donald Trump has spoken in any appearance you've ever seen or I've ever seen, I would walk out of the classroom and I don't know whether I would be weeping laughing or calling my father and saying, call your lawyer, get a refund. It's not too late for me to inquire as to a Burger King franchise. Because if this is, if you're paying all that money for this, I just listened to an idiot. I just listened to someone who can't put a sentence together, cannot construct and deliver spontaneously a sentence in the English language and I'm you're going to pay for four years of this and then maybe graduate school which as it turns out okay but I never had a professor who did that I never had I don't think a stranger strike up a conversation with me I don't think I've ever had 
a caller. I've been doing radio since 1991, two, somewhere in there. I don't believe, I've probably taken a million calls. I, I, I don't think I've ever had a caller, ever, who was, whose combination of nervousness and, uh, you know, uh, Ignorance, and I don't mean stupid. I mean, look, I'm ignorant on on a thousandfold more topics than I know anything. I'm an ignoramus. I just try to stick to the things I know. It makes me sound smarter than I am. Okay, I, I'm sure you've figured that out by now. Uh, but in in his or her nervousness and lack of expertise in a particular subject, being on the radio for the first time, maybe in front of millions of people, that no one has ever been as inarticulate that I can ever recall than Donald Trump is in everything I've ever seen him do. Now, look, I admit to I harbor a prejudice. I have always harbored this prejudice, and it's, you might say, a handy one because it's the flip side of the coin of the thing I've tried to acquire, which is the ability to speak and reason spontaneously, extemporaneously, contemporaneously, and to develop a vocabulary and the ability to listen, reason, think, and argue. Now, I'm not saying that I wouldn't rather have been a master electrician. In fact, at this point in my life, I really, you know, I really wonder if I missed the boat. But it is what it is what it is. And and so I developed a certain skill set. And it's not going to get me work doing anything other than what I do right now. Master electricians and plumbers always work. Radio talk shows hosts don't always work. But... My point is, and you know my point, if you're going to be president of the United States, you need to be at least as articulate as a mediocre, I don't mean me, a mediocre radio talk show host. Really, if you, if you, if you, if you drove, pick a state, go on the computer, Go find an, a, a 5,000 watt AM station in um, anywhere. I'm not going to, I don't want to be geographically snobbish. I'm not going to pick a region of the country, even. Go to a 5,000 watt AM station that happens to be online. Listen to one of their hosts. I don't think you will find one. And I wish we had someone prepared to pay for this study. Maybe a rich person, like Donald Trump would pay for this study. Go to a 5,000-watt station. Try to find the dumbest. And by dumbest, again, I, I harbor a prejudice. I believe the ability to organize thoughts, construct them as sentences, and deliver them in English extemporaneously, and to reason, think, and debate are telltales of intelligence. Now, they may or may not be, but I do know this. I have met and spoken substantively with four American presidents, countless senators, congressmen, et cetera, et cetera, in my line of work in 25 years, and they all have in common, even the dumbest ones I ever met weren't this dumb. 
Okay, they all have in common. They had some skill sets to be in politics, to be in government, to represent people, to speak out for them. And whether or not you share my prejudice that it's indicative of intelligence, you need to be able to speak. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I want my JTV. Uh, you, you, you'll, you, you, someone in this audience will know why I said that. And I'm not on TV anymore. So I, I hope you want your J Radio here on the Blaze Radio Network. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Now, having said all those things, I, I can show you how much discipline I have. Right. I opened the show saying, we're going to do what? Look what we've done. No, look what I've done to you. If you're looking forward to those other issues, I'm going to get to them. I swear I am. Although you can stop me by calling one 3393 Permit me to continue. I have other things about the campaign to say. I'm holding back on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Fight. Touchdown shore this time. Hey, hey, hey. On Wisconsin. That's the the Wisconsin fight song. A lot of schools around the country, especially high schools, adopted it because it's really like a classic fight song. Uh, On Wisconsin is Tuesday. Governor says it's going to reshape the Republican race for president. Same governor, Walker, who, by the way, has an 83% approval rating. So I'm not saying that I don't know anything about Wisconsin, but I am going to say that he knows better, but he may be saying it for different reasons. I only tell you things I know out of Veritas. He's a politician. See, so we got a lot of things going on here in this Booyah Bays, but he says it's going to reshape the race. We'll see. But we have Monday and Tuesday to do that. Today is Friday. But as you could see, I can't resist doing politics. So having said all of these things about Donald Trump that I have said and will say, I'm going to vote for him if he's the party nominee. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if he is the party nominee. Because... I have always known my bumper sticker, and now you put your hands to your head and scream because you know you're about to hear something for the 10,000th time. You also know my bumper sticker, and you're about to know it again. No Hillary. And Hillary, of course, means whatever Democrat may be nominated. And I have always believed that that's going to be Hillary. Uh, I'm well on record for many years about that. So, uh, no Hillary. Everything else is incidental. Incidental, like wild compromises, like gag me with a spoon, like bring a barf bag with me, a motion discomfort receptacle to the voting booth. 
so I can hurl when I vote? Yup. If necessary, I can either throw up when I vote or I can throw up every day for eight years until throwing up is outlawed by the fascist pig Hillary Clinton and then I could throw up in jail. I'm voting for whoever is available to vote for other than any Democrat. So in all of my criticisms of what I regard as Donald Trump's shortcomings, I am in love with him compared to any Democrat running. This is not, and that's why I said at the beginning of the show, I want you to know my position on Trump. I think a lot of people think, and I understand, perfectly understandable, but a lot of people assume that it's kind of a binary equation and, and, that, and that a lot of my colleagues, for instance, will not vote for Trump. I mean, that's my impression. I, I shouldn't say that as a declaration. Uh, let me restate and say uh, I, my, it is my impression that I have uh, colleagues that will not vote for uh, Trump under any circumstance. Fine, swell, keen, grand. America, everybody's right. I'm going to be voting for him if he's the party nominee. I've never said otherwise. And I just wanted to make clear here today that that's my position. Now, Trump defenders... You never call. You never write. You broke my heart. What's the deal? What do I is anyone fairer than I? Truly, really. Anybody fairer you know of than me? Am I am I am I fairer? Do I give a anybody give a squarer deal than me to someone who calls and disagrees? I can discuss anything civilly and do it's my nature. I mean, I can be a wise ass too, but I'm never a wise ass first. I'm kind of like Trump in that regard. I don't punch, but I do counter punch wicked. But see, I, I want to debate. I want to argue. Argue is good. I grew up learning. I was in school till I was 35 years old learning things like arguments. Arguments are good. Fights are bad. Arguments are good. I want to argue. I argue for a living. I love it. I want to argue with you. I don't want to fight with you. I want to argue with you. It's much more fun than agreeing, let's face it. And then we can have makeup sex. So it's it's a win-win. But seriously, I'm not hearing recently from people who support Trump. Why? Do you think I'm going to call you names? I don't do that. If, if this station, this network, these airwaves are yours, and if you wish to promote your guy or cross-examine me about why I'm for Cruz or why I'm not for Trump or anything I've ever said about Trump or, or about anything, I want you to call. I want you to criticize. I love c- constructive criticism. We can even have fun with destructive criticism, with or without leather. one 900 
1-888-900-3393. You will, as ever, be treated more than civilly. You shall be treated cordially. And, and I just, I don't hear from Trump defenders. Why? Now, okay, you ready? I've said the nice thing. Now I'm going to say the cross thing. It's not a mean thing, but it's a cross thing. I think the reason I don't hear from Trump defenders is that kind of given the laws of personal and political physics, people tend to mirror to some degree the temperament and the qualities or maybe the vices, the virtues or maybe the vices of the person that they're for. So maybe, you know, like Trump can't debate. Trump can't argue, and he can't. If he can, there isn't a scintilla of evidence that he is thusly able. So the next argument I hear Donald Trump make will be the first argument I hear Donald Trump make. It'll be great. Ain't an argument. Believe me, they'll pay. Ain't an argument. So maybe... Is it possible that Trump defenders, well, it's not only possible, I deeply suspect that a lot of Trump defenders, supporters, can't debate like their principal, like the guy they support. And their attitude is, look, you either get Trump or you don't. If you don't, you're a member of the establishment. Me, a member of the establishment. That's a good one. Uh, you either get Trump or you don't. If you don't, you remember the establishment. You're a butthole. You, you know, I'm not going to argue with you because you're not worth it. You know, you're you're one of them. That ain't an argument. And and I don't know. I don't know what place you're waiting for to promote your guy or to offer a defense or a full-throated argument in his behalf, if you're not willing to call me. I'll give you time. I'll give you courtesy. I'll give you cordiality. I will give you understanding. I will give you love. If you play your cards right, I will give you a body massage. uh, But you've got to call. And I, I am disappointed that I have not heard that I have not had some arguments. I mean, because ultimately they'll end up as arguments. Again, not fights, arguments. At the end of an argument, you still kiss. Well, you'll have to show me photos first. But, you know, at the end of an argument, you still shake hands. That's why the beautiful thing about, the single most beautiful thing about the most beautiful game in the world, hockey, is that at the end of a series in the cup finals, they, uh, they shake hands. They are trying to decapitate each other 15 seconds earlier. And then when the buzzers sound, they show up toothless, boneless, broken, smashed, bleeding, and hug the guy who cross-sticked them in the cheekbone 30 seconds earlier. That's the beautiful thing about an argument. Well, that's more like a fight. But in our case, argument argumento it's a good thing so i just want you to know trump supporters i i don't feel i should have to say this but trump supporters are welcome here 
Bernie Sanders supporters are welcome here. Hillary supporters are welcome. Everybody is welcome here. That's the idea. The exchange of ideas. I know that can get a bit ruthless, but we've got enough Ruth. What we need is entertainment. What I need is a couple of baby Ruths, or I'm going to go into hypoglycemic shock in a second. Uh, So I want to know, that having been said, I have to break soon. Did you tell me, Seb, to break? Okay, I, I will in just a second. Was Donald Trump, or was I, drunk last night when he said his meeting with the Republican National Committee in Washington was swell. It was it was great. It was swell. It was a unity meeting. We talked about unity, and I love talking about unity. That's a direct quote. It's a, I love talking about unity. He also loves, by the way, the poorly educated. Uh, he loves uh, black people. He loves brown people. He loves yellow people. He especially loves people of discernible colors. He loves, did I mention the poorly educated? Did I mention... He loves the poorly educated. Uh, was Who was drunk when when he said or I heard he had a unity meeting in Washington? How could this be two days after he renounced his pledge with the other candidates, by the way, to support the nominee? I will, but he won't. And in, and in light of continued reports that the party is working on dumping Trump, it's their biggest secret plan right now, dump Trump including the convention, including the worst-kept secret in Washington, that the Republican National Committee is going to put up a third-party candidate. But yet, this was a unity meeting? Who was drunk? This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 Partners on the phone. John from Kentucky. Welcome. How you doing, Jay? I'm well, thank you. I enjoy listening to you. Um, I wanted to offer a couple of comments about uh, what you uh, said a little earlier about uh, Trump's uh, cognitive level and ability to articulate. If well I may. said. Okay. Um, I don't see Trump as an unintelligent person. I do see him as having in his intelligence limited to a very specific sphere of life, that being the business world. Yes. He, um, I, I, I think, I don't know if you heard, but I said, I think yesterday or the day before, I've concluded that he is Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. interesting. Yeah, uh, that in terms kind of, of, as, terms Asperger's, of real Asperger's-like uh, uh, way of, of, of living or way of looking at the world, but or his, his skill set. Um, but you get him away from that, and, and it, it, seems, it seems to me that he hasn't developed a well-thought-out set of principles or convictions about issues that, uh, a national or even even a state or local leader really needs to uh, 
needs to have uh, in order to to function effectively. Could you say um, that like, a college senior at an accredited mm-hmm. American college ought to be able to crush some beers with roommates and talk about war and peace or abortion or those things with greater fluidity, if not infinite wisdom, but with greater fluidity than Donald Trump, candidate for president, does? Sir, I, I don't know about that one. I've been out of school a long time, so uh, it's, it's <laughs> really too. hard to say. It's really hard I, I to know. say. I, I kind of meant it metaphorically, but... Yeah, kind of tongue-in-cheek, maybe, but... I think we agree I, I don't on know. the skill I, I guess, set. I guess it depends on, on what their focus... Uh, focal points in life are too but uh, when 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 he goes into a business transaction he's more than likely John, not please, there by himself John hold if you like uh, I'm sorry to ask you to hold more but we're going to lose you on the satellite if you want to stay please do right back The Jay Severin Show only on the Blaze Radio Network We are the Blaze Radio Network. This is the JLE News, a.k.a. a quintessential American tragic comedy, melodrama, in a play of two acts. Act two, Veritas. Welcome back, my dear radio family, my partners, my friends. I am Jay Severin. We are the Blaze Radio Network, 1-888-900-3393, 1-888-900-3393. Partners on the phone going there within 40 seconds. I just want, wish to say, the first of my notes today is the first one I ignored. Uh, shame on me. And it was up there with these other issues of gender and uh, other things. I I am going to talk about this hour unless you stop me by flooding the lines. Uh, but my first note was, do you know the old, it's attributed to Confucius, who knows? It could be the guy who runs the diner at uh, exit 41 on the Jersey Turnpike. But uh, it <clears throat> it is, should you live in interesting times, you know, should you have the blessing of living in interesting times? We do. We do. We do live in very, very interesting and noteworthy, challenging times. These are the times that try men's souls. Women's too, only they're paid less, but that's okay because we work Men work better and harder at most jobs. That's just kind of a preview into the uh, suicidal <laughs> popularity anti-contest I'm about to enter by saying some of the other things I wish to say today. Uh, but for now, we return to the phones. And John from Kentucky 
is gracious enough to have held over. And, John, I just wanted you to know one thing uh, before fully yielding the floor. The lead news right now at the 4 o'clock Eastern hour is that Donald Trump has been sued by people who were shoved and pushed and yelled and they claim batteried out of a Donald Trump rally in Kentucky. Oh, Louisville? Yeah, he, he, I think uh, so. Sure. I, I I haven't had time yet to g- get into it, but uh, to dig into it. Yeah. But I, I think so. Anyway, yours, yeah, there was quite a commotion yours, up there the day he came in. Um, I'm not not surprised, but but be that as it may, um, I do wonder if if the way he articulates or articulates his positions in response to questions as poorly as he has um, off the cuff as uh, in, during debates, during television appearances. I just wonder how much of that is affected by the type of profession he has been in all of his life, dealing with balance sheets, uh, spreadsheets that, that deal in, in snippets of information rather than in more prosaic types of communication. Uh, that's his world, well said. and and well said. I just wonder how much of that really uh, has maybe has affected the way he responds to questions in general, particularly things that, as, as I uh, speculated about earlier, he has not had a consistent, well thought out, principled set of convictions. Right, he's not generally encountered these things in the normal course of actions given what it is he does and so uh, yours is intentionally or otherwise john yours is the best at least prospective defense for trump i've ever heard on this show which is you know okay he doesn't have that skill set he has a different one and they they're not transferable and whereas he may be you know, brilliant at doing one thing, and there's ample evidence that he's, he's pretty darn good at something, but 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 not at 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 this, at the things that one normally thinks of as prerequisites to do this. I I I think that's a a damned fine. Uh, well, at least in terms of the universe of what may be available, it's a damned fine defense. My my fear is too that if he is does indeed turn out to be the nominee, that he will do mm, very poorly in a in a head to head set of debates with whoever. John, the, if if I know. were and I did for twenty five years of my life prepare uh, candidates for running for president, senate, governor, etc., prepare them for these debates, as well as other of my duties in their behalf if if i were tasked with preparing someone to debate donald trump it would be better than porn i mean the first thing i would suggest to my candidate which if she or he had any sense they'd say no we're not going to do that <laughs> we're not we're not going to do that but I, my first question would be mr trump what year, do you know what year, can you tell this audience, can you tell your supporters, what year, do you recall the year that Puerto Rico became a state? Oh, no. Oh, 
or or something like that. Do you know? Like, uh, Mr. Trump, could you tell me the year? As you know, there was a, a an enormous controversy when Kentucky decided to leave the union for the second time, and no, I'd say for the fifth time, and it happened within the last five years. Can you name the year? I mean, I just you 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 could destroy him with a single. I guess you'd call it a trick question. John, I appreciate the call and your efforts to, again, not necessarily to defend him, but to bring to light a perspective uh, through which he might be seen as other than an imbecile. Uh, Scott from Boston, welcome. Jay, how are you doing? Thank you so much for taking my call. Nice to talk to you again. Thank you for your patience, you never, never let me down. I've never heard anybody more brilliant in politics, and I listen to all the, you know, all the other shows that are out there. Well, I've rarely uh, heard somebody with your sterling judgment, so we're even. Uh, fair enough. Um, just a couple quick points. I think we're all taking our eye off the ball here. Let, let's remember what we're really voting for in November. We're voting for the majority opinion on the Supreme Court. And to sure. me, that really matters to me. So is Donald Trump eloquent? No, not at all. Or is, by the way, that last caller was awesome. I forget his name, but what a great yeah, call. John from was. Kentucky he was great. Yeah, that was a really good call. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter to me that he doesn't know the, when Puerto Rico became a state. That's, that's hearsay. That's, that's, I mean, that's what the idiots vote for. You know what I mean? Like, does it really matter? When, I don't know when Puerto Rico became a state. But what I do know is I want a staunch conservative on that bench in November. So my, I, I'm actually playing devil's advocate because I really don't know who I like out of Cruz. And okay, Trump. okay. Me, I'd put, I'd put Pat Buchanan. Well, how about this? If I could. <laughs> Scott, how about this? Suppose, suppose if the I were advising Hillary Clinton, and I would really sooner fly to Copenhagen for the operation this weekend than, than advise Hillary Clinton. But uh, if I were advising Hillary Clinton, I'd say, okay, forget, forget the Puerto Rico statehood question. How about... How many members of the U.S. Supreme Court, in light of the importance of the United States Supreme Court, given this election, how many members are there of the United States Supreme Court? If he doesn't know the answer to that, then he isn't worthy of running. And I would hope he would know that there's nine. And right now it's four. You know what? I'm exaggerating, I think, a bit here. But I would tell you this. If someone offered me 10 to 1 odds, maybe 5 to 1, I would bet my car because I think there's a 50-50 chance he has no idea how many members there are of the United States um, Supreme Court. And and or or maybe if you ask him about you know, you recall your American history Mr. Trump when FDR, a great president, tried to pack the United States Supreme Court from 7 members to 10. Do you remember that and do you approve? And, of course, it wasn't 7 to 10. It was 9 to, I think, 14. Uh, See, I don't even know. But you know what? I'm not running for president. I'm just the political assassin that helps prepare people to do this. I, I just, I get what you're saying, and I take it what you're saying, Scott, by extension is, like me, you will vote for the nominee of the party. You will vote for a mouse that you find on the side of the road before you would vote for Hillary Clinton. 
Oh, agreed. And um, I know how talk radio works. I could easily be cut off any second, but uh, can I make one more point, I don't please? cut people off. I don't no, not cut off. People. Please allow me to – actually, I learned this phrase from you. Please allow me to withdraw and rephrase. I know that you have many calls. I've always loved that line. I say that to my friends. They look at me like I have three heads. And, and you know what? You, you have it. We'll advise and extend the gentleman's remarks, but how about in the next segment? Because I'm up against a break. Would love to hold you over. Scott from Boston will leave us in suspense. Until then. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, and now the moment of suspense, whether or not Scott from Boston was able and willing to hold the line. Scott? How you doing? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, there we Um, go. Very good. I won. I I won. You did. I am willing and able. My only problem is do I remember the point I had to make? I I have had two beers, but I think I'm all set. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. Uh That's okay. Compared with my ADD, you're going to appear absolutely keenly focused. And I don't know if you heard me because I, I by accident talked over you earlier, but I wanted to let you know. I don't know which which is greater, your intelligence or your sense of humor. I think they're both pretty pretty impressive. Thank. Um, that's a great compliment uh, because earlier on I did not let what I thought was a fairly, you know, fairly decent native sense of humor show as much because I was still too busy trying to prove I was the smartest guy in the room. And I just oh, I couldn't be more forthcoming and open than that. That has been a that has been a weakness of mine. That because I wasn't the smartest guy in the room for so much of my life, that once I got well, I've never been. I'll never be the smartest guy in the room. But once I got a little bit up to speed, Scott, and I could compete, then all of a sudden I said, okay, I want to make up for all those years that I was listening and that I was the dumb guy in the room. So I think by overcompensating, I may have cheated myself and maybe my listeners out of a better show than they could have had if I just sort of let myself go, you know? Jay, um, I go back to the – I remember I I actually met you at a remote. Remember F1 in Braintree? I went down there. We we were there for the – Oh, of course. It was John Kerry, Bush 43 debate, and you had a live remote, and I was there with my buddy having a beer, and I met you real quick after and that was awesome. But I go back that far, just saying. So let me get back to my two quick points, if I could, two other quick points. Sure. Um, sure. One quick thing about Donald Trump. You know, like I said, I don't even know who I'm voting for. I'm going to write in Deputy Cannon. But the cool thing about what's going on right now is everyone's talking politics, even my friends. Like, I'm out with my friends last night. They've never voted in their lives, and everyone has an opinion about Trump. See, I love that. Hillary. I love I. I, there's no way to know this necessarily, but see, you, your testimony is very exciting to me because this is what I sense is going on, and and I hope it is, and that's no matter what happens, that's a big plus for our country, I think. Nothing but positive. As long as people are thinking, it's a good thing. And my last point, please, Jay, is this, because this really gets to my goat, Hillary. Okay, oh, my Lord. But what, what I, what I want to— Is that a redundancy? 
Uh, is that redundancy? No, Aren't you guilty of redundancy, it's, Hillary and goat, in the same sentence? Yes, it's scum, synonymous. <laughs> um, but my question to you is this, because I think you'll give me a really good answer. So, <clears throat> all right, so what's going on right now is the Department of Justice is deciding whether or not the, the DOJ runs the FBI. I've learned that recently. And the right. head of the DOJ is handpicked, much like a Supreme Court justice, by mm-hmm. Obama. So Loretta, well, unlike, however, unlike, unlike a justice who once picked has lifetime tenure and could turn around and give the middle finger to he who appointed him, the DOJ uh, director can be fired tonight at, tell really? me what time it is, you know, in by eight who? minutes. By who? Who could president. fire him? Who could fire him? President. Oh, president went after him. Okay. Yeah. So, so my question is this. This is really, I think you'll really have a cool answer. You're going to like this question. So we all agree Hillary is under FBI investigation, and if it was me, you, or John Doe, we'd all be in an orange jumpsuit in front of a judge, okay? Right. Now, right. once Obama is out of office in January 20th, if it's proven that Hillary did do X, Y, Z, allegations proved to be true, why can't we now charge Obama with obstruction of justice? Because he's the one who was going to tell Loretta not to charge Hillary. Do you follow what I'm saying? I follow exactly. And the answer is, why don't we follow, why don't we adhere uh, closely, technically, to the Old Testament? Go ahead. I don't mean it as a trick question. Why don't we, and there are people who believe we ought to, but why don't we adhere... To the Old Testament. Um, you're asking me basically why isn't it going to happen, right? Is that what you're asking me? Well, exactly. No, good for you. It, exactly. It wasn't a trick it, question, but it was a quasi-trick question. The simple, you know, the simple real answer is, well, we don't money, because money and power. it ain't going to happen. It just ain't going to happen. You know, and, and parts of it oughtn't happen. You know, we're not going to stone death uh you know certain groups of people for instance and and we're not even going to apply closely to everyday life the new testament because it ain't going to happen why are we applying everything that's in the catechism for roman catholics how come roman catholics in the most catholic city in america are having abortions divorces uh you know all all of them are cafeteria catholics catholics a la carte saying i'll listen to the pope when i want to but the times i don't think he's right i'm going to go my own way all of these are excommunicatable sins but no one gets excommunicated right but why though like do you not agree though that obama could you be can't. prosecuted for Scott, because we can't we can't you know i've said this for 25 years not to be vindictive, but because I find it fascinating and because I respect the Catholic Church so much, give, or, or at least used to, give, give me, make me the Vatican prosecutor. Send me to America, or back to America, give me papal authority to put on the stand prominent Catholics and question them as to, do you know the following ten things are your duty to do as a Catholic? And the answer would have to be, you know, either no, in which case you're an ignoramus uh, and you're not doing your duty because you you don't know these things, or 
B, yes, you do know those are 10 things you must do as a Catholic, and you're willfully not doing them. Okay, and why aren't you doing them? Well, there is no answer. There is no defense. And so I could excommunicate the cardinal in five minutes if I could get him on the stand. If I could get any American Catholic on the stand, I could excommunicate him or her in five minutes. Now, this is a fantasy I'm talking about here. I'm spinning a fantasy movie here. This is never going to happen. The Vatican's never going to try. Why? Well, because they want more members, not fewer. Whether well, they're going to like, they're going to excommunicate people? No, no. They're going to turn a blind eye to it and continue to preach and say, we hope to bring the sheep home. It's the same reason, Scott. Why are we not going to impeach Obama? Because it just ain't going to happen. Not hey, because so not because you couldn't make a case for it. You and I could prosecute it, win it, but it ain't going to happen. Thanks, Jay. We'll talk next time. Scott, Jake. thank you so much. And thank you for your kind thoughts. It means a great deal to me, uh, coming as it does from a wicked homie bastard. Thank you, Scott. Right back. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. And Jay Severin works uh, 30 years to get a phone calls, uh, phone call like Scott's. Um, just because in addition to the quality of the thinking, which is always first and foremost, I'm a sucker for a compliment when it's substantive and related to what I try to do every day. Um. I love what I do. I work hard at it. Uh, if it sounds like I know everything, I do. And all it requires, I mean, uh, about the realm of things we discuss, everything in the realm of civics, in the realm of the civic circus maximus, I direct your attention to the man in the top hat in the center ring, moi. He knows your answers to every question as long as you stay within this three-ring circus maximus. Outside of those rings, I am a cretin. But to know everything within this realm, it takes only about 18 hours a day. And listening to the BBC all night long on your earbud like a shut-in. But you know what? I love it so Thanks, Scott. Gabe from Texas, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate the invitation into the ring. I just wanted to pry a little <laughs> deeper into... Let me hand you on. this whip and chair in case any tigers should, uh, you know, get loose. Appreciate it. I just wanted to pry a little bit deeper into your position on voting for Trump if he was sure. the nominee. I know you're stamped on Cruz, but I wanted to pry a little bit deeper. And the reason why I have such a disdain for voting for Trump, if he is the nominee, is based off my background of living in a country for uh, over five years that was highly, uh, that had a large, if not big machine of social wel- welfare. And 
Right. Any time that I hear anything of the sort, any possibility of, of a candidate moving towards that direction, it, it brings me to to jump away as far as possible. So I'm, I'm wondering what can you get into a little bit deeper as far as what is the difference between Trump based off his history and his background? You can go either way, his history, his background, and a Democrat, say Hillary. Um, we don't. Uh, we, we know, we know, and again, we don't even know, but we know. Yeah, there's certain social, what they call social realities. So we could say we know, we know certain things. Um, that are not like the tides or the phases of the moon, which are physical realities. But as a social reality, we know what Hillary is going to do, right? Right. I mean, when the time or times come for Hillary to make an appointment to the United States Supreme Court, you you know what she's going to do. If Bernie Sanders were to make an appointment to the Supreme Court, you know what's going to happen. Uh, If it's Trump, at least we don't know. And that's the best I can say. And I say to all Trump followers, I'm begging you. I've been begging you all along. I begged you again today. Call me. Tell me what you know he will do. And why? Because there is not a shred, not a molecule, not a scintilla of evidence, Gabe, for anyone to say, well, I'll vote for Trump because if he's elected, I know he'll make the right Supreme Court decision. No, you don't. No one knows that. The only person he's, I mean, I'm willing to let him make his case. I would kill him. I'd go live with him right now, and every TV feed on the planet Earth will go live right now. Let him make his case. He can go first or second. Here's my case, Mr. Trump. Number one, the only person you have ever considered allowed that you would appoint to the United States Supreme Court is your sister, who is pro-choice and has been all her life. That's okay, but you can't claim to be pro-life. Number two, Mr. Trump, and again, I wouldn't ask him about how many members. You know, I, I, I don't want to trick him. But with your comment the other day about punishing people for abortions, I think you have telegraphed to us which kind of Supreme Court justice you would want. The oddity is that on the one hand, the only one you've mentioned is your sister, who's pro-choice, but since you want to punish people for having and doing abortions and you claimed you were pro-life, these are in absolute contradiction with each other. I mean, okay, your turn, Mr. Trump. Gabe, what I'm saying is this guy has never thought, this guy has never thought about this before. Do, do, do you, do you, I, I'm not real. I'm going to have a stroke thinking about this because this is the one that I can't believe there are 50 things that we haven't talked about again I don't mean us here, but that the media has ignored. And and someday you're going to have to answer for, maybe on this earth, maybe not. How about, Gabe, when in one of the, about five debates ago, I think it was Rubio who challenged Trump with, 
what his continuing support or not or alteration in the program he would recommend for triad. And Donald Trump, you could see him trying to figure out, does he mean that big hair Soviet rock group from 1988 triad? Or does he mean the chewing gum, which four out of five dentists who recommend chewing gum recommend, by the way. Donald Trump did not know Triad. If you don't know Triad, Gabe, that's okay. I don't think you're commander-in-chief. If I don't know Triad, that's a little less forgivable because that's in the realm of what I'm supposed to know to serve you and this audience. For someone running for commander-in-chief of the United States of America not to know the most fundamental backbone, the bottom of the triangle of our of our essential national defense philosophy and network, which is triad, for him to have no idea. No, really, really, he thought it was the bubble gum. I mean, for him not to know that? What, does anybody need to know more than that? I mean, about him. Well, once, once a guy running for president didn't know what triad was, well, they should have just stopped the debate and put cartoons on. Other than that, I'm not excited about it one way or the other. Well, doesn't, like I was trying to get at, doesn't that make you, I mean, you're pleading the case, basically, that Trump is um, inadequate to really serve a moron. the presidency. No, yeah, not inadequate, really- a moron. The, 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 when it comes to... As I say, you know, the the guy who owns the Los Angeles Lakers, if he were at a cocktail party, he'd be the guy at the cocktail party who knows more about basketball than anybody ever. And he would probably would be until Kobe Bryant walked in the door or until practice tomorrow morning. And then you can hand the owner of the Lakers the ball and say, let's see your stuff, Mo." And all of a sudden, a short, fat, slow, white guy, utterly lacking in athletic ability, has no skill set that matches actually playing basketball. But he's an effing genius at acquiring and running a basketball team from a businessman's standpoint. You get me? I do. Donald Trump is the basketball team owner. I have no doubt that he is... uh, well, I, I, I'll say it anyway. I have no doubt that he's a business genius. God forgive me. Uh, but put the ball in his hands, and if the ball is American Government 101, Constitution 101, Law 101, Public Policy 101, History 101, he is an imbecile on those things. It's the difference between the team owner and the star point guard. It depends on what it, what game you want to play. And, yeah, I'm arguing that Trump is a non-functioning imbecile when it comes to matters of public policy. I guess the exciting thing is, is that we do have somebody like Cruz who appears to have a, a record, obviously, you know, uh, working as a litigator, um, that we know what we're going to get. And, and it, it brings a little bit of excitement into the equation, knowing that potentially well, that's it. we could have you, the right You guy. nail it exactly. 
you may not like, you may not want, you may not prefer, you may not vote for what Cruz is going to give you, but you just nailed it. You know what Cruz is going to give you. Now, again, someone might say, you're right, Jay. I know what Cruz is going to give me, and I despise it. I am not for it. You're right. I know exactly where he stands, and I don't want it. You know what? Fine. I respect that opinion because you, at least you know. You know you know what he stands for. You're informed, and you say, it isn't for me. I don't want it. I don't like it. I'm not for him. Fine. Keen. Grand. Swell. At least you're making an informed decision. But... Trump, no one can tell me. His campaign manager, they're all welcome. No one who supports Trump, call my bluff. Let someone who supports Trump, let Trump, we've invited him. Let his campaign manager, you know, stealing a phrase from my uh, mentor, I'll tie half my brain behind my back to make it fair. I'll stand on one leg. I'll do 10 shots of tequila before the show. If anyone wants to argue in, in Trump's behalf that he has the slightest idea of even the minimal uh, sets of skills required to enter the public realm, let alone be commander-in-chief, you know, argue away. I'm, I'm dying to hear it. Gabe, I thank you for the call. I think there must be some kind of delay, but I've never encountered one that takes days. David, also from the great state of Texas, welcome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you taking my call today. It is my pleasure. I, uh, and you know what? We're going like- to be interrupted by the clock, but at least we can get okay. started. Okay. Um, I'd like to take you to task on something. And while although I might agree with your uh, uh, extended sentiment, um, earlier in the show you stated a couple of times that that no matter who the nominee might be, that you would vote for that person as a anti-Hillary um, vote. And while yes. although I agree with that, I think coming out with that at this point, um, what we're basically telling the RNC is, is that no matter what shenanigans they pull at the convention, if no one gets there uh, with the uh, 1237 or whatever the number is, that That's we're right. going to vote for Romney just to keep – Hillary out, which is giving them permission to do what it is that they want to do. And while although I think we should be able to say that once the primary season has ended, right mm-hmm. now we are in the primary season, and what we should be doing is is fighting tooth and nail to get the person that we want. And all honesty, my my choice is Cruz, but we should be fighting get, to get that person I take your to point. get to the twelve thirty seven. I take your point. I must break. Please stay if you're able and inclined, and I shall happily render my response. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, Seb, stop the music. Stop the music. Breaking news. Are you ready? Hillary Clinton has just been indicted by the FBI. Repeat, Hillary Clinton has just been indicted by the FBI. Repeat, April Fool's. 
April Fools! Sorry. I got you? Okay, blame Sebastian. It was his. It was He did it. Sebastian did it to me. So I did it to you. Uh, da- <laughs> David, welcome back. That was most unfair. David picks himself up off the floor and returns to the telephone. Yes, that was most unfair. Thank you. I was reaching for the remote for the TV as we are speaking. <laughs> uh, that was pretty dirty, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let's not waste such time as we have. We'll keep hoping for that, but uh, go ahead. Well, I just, um, I still think. Oh, I'm I sorry. I, I should respond. I said I would respond. Yeah. Uh, your suggestion that I, I am premature, is that fair to say in summary? My, that's that's my suggestion, yes, sir. That's my argument, okay. not my fight. That, that I'm pre, that I'm premature and 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 destructively so, you know, un, unconstructively premature, in in this candor, saying, you know, here's what I'm going to do, yada yada yada. My job, and doing it as well as I thought and well as I think I can, David. Uh, and your point is exceptionally well taken. But my peculiar job, I think, takes that option off the table. Because I have to, you you have to know every day that I'm telling you whatever occurs to me. You know, it's like Trump's claim is, I'll win voters in states Republicans have never before won. I tell my audience, I'll tell you things about this process and point out the lies and tell you the truth in advance. So I get what you're saying, but my job requires very toss. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.